the gospel of john chapter 17 through 21 from the 20th century new testament this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by j a carter www.authenticlight.org the 20th century new testament by a company of about 20 scholars the Gospel of John, chapter 17 through 21. Chapter 17. After saying this, Jesus raised his eyes heavenward and said, Father, the hour has come. Honor thy Son, that thy Son may honor thee, even as thou gavest him power over all mankind, that he should give immortal life to all those whom thou hast given him. And the immortal life is this, to know thee, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent as thy messenger. I have honored thee on earth by completing the work which thou hast given me to do. And now do thou honor me, Father, at thy own side, with the honor which I had at thy side before the world began. I have revealed thee to those whom thou givest me from the world. They were thy own, and thou gavest them to me, and they have laid thy message to heart. They recognize now that everything that thou gavest me was from thee, for I have given them the teaching which thou gavest me, and they received it, and clearly understood that I came from thee, and they believe that thou hast sent me as thy messenger. I intercede for them. I am not interceding for the world, but for those whom thou hast given me, for they are thy own, all that is mine is thine, and all that is thine is mine, and I am honored in them. Now I am to be in this world no longer, but they are still to be in the world, and I am to come to thee. Holy Father, keep them by that revelation of thy name which thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Whilst I was with them, I kept them by that revelation, and I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost, except that lost soul in fulfillment of Scripture. But now I am to come to thee, and I am speaking thus while still in the world, that they may have my own joy in all its fullness in their hearts. I have given them thy message, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world, even as I do not belong to the world. I do not ask thee to take them out of the world, but to keep them from evil, they do not belong to the world even as I do not belong to the world. Consecrate them by the truth. Thy message is truth. Just as thou hast sent me as thy messenger to the world, so I send them as my messengers to the world, and it is for their sakes that I am consecrating myself, so that they also may be truly consecrated. It is not only for them that I am interceding, but also for those who believe in me through their message, that they all may be one, that as thou, Father, art in union with me, and I with thee, so they may also be in union with us, and so the world may believe that thou hast sent me as thy messenger. I have given them the honor which thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one, I in union with them, and thou with me, that so they may be perfected in their union, and thus the world may know that thou hast sent me as thy messenger, and that thou hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, 
my desire for all those whom thou hast given me is that they may be with me where i am so that they may see the honour which thou hast given me for thou didst love me before the beginning of the world o righteous father though the world did not know thee i knew thee and these men knew that thou hast sent me as thy messenger i have made thee known to them and will do so still that the love that thou hast had for me may be in their hearts and that i may be in them also chapter eighteen when jesus had said this he went out with his disciples and crossed the brook kedron to a place where there was a garden into which he and his disciples went the place was well known to judas the betrayer for jesus and his disciples had often met there so judas who had obtained the soldiers of the roman garrison and some police officers from the chief priests and the pharisees came there with lanterns torches and weapons jesus aware of all that was coming upon him went to meet them and said to them for whom are you looking jesus of nazareth was their answer i am he said jesus judas the betrayer was also standing with them when jesus said i am he they drew back and fell to the ground so he again asked for whom they were looking and they answered jesus of nazareth i have already told you that i am he replied jesus so if it is for me that you are looking let these men go this was in fulfilment of his words of those whom thou hast given me i have not lost one at this simon peter who had a sword with him drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear the servant's name was malchus but jesus said to peter sheathe your sword shall i not drink the cup which the father has given me so the soldiers of the garrison with their commanding officer and the jewish police arrested jesus and bound him and took him first of all to annas annas was the father-in-law of caiaphas who was high priest that year it was caiaphas who had counseled the jews that it was best that one man should die for the people meanwhile simon peter followed jesus and so did another disciple that disciple being well known to the high priest went with jesus into the high priest's courtyard while peter stood outside by the door presently the other disciple the one well known to the high priest went out and spoke to the portress and brought peter in so the maidservant said to peter are not you also one of this man's disciples no i'm not he said the servants and police officers were standing round a charcoal fire which they had made because it was cold and were warming themselves peter too was with them standing and warming himself the high priest questioned jesus about his disciples and about his teaching for my part answered jesus i have spoken to all the world openly i always taught in some synagogue or in the temple courts places where all the jews assemble and i never spoke of anything in secret why question me question those who have listened to me as to what i have spoken about to them they must know what i said when jesus said this one of the police officers who was standing near gave him a blow with his hand do you answer the high priest like that he exclaimed if i said anything wrong give evidence about it replied jesus but if not why do you strike me annas sent him bound to caiaphas the high priest meanwhile simon peter was standing there warming himself so they said to him are not you also one of his disciples peter denied it no i am not he said one of the high priest's servants a relation of the man whose ear peter had cut off exclaimed did not i myself see you with him in the garden peter again denied it and at that moment a cock crowed from caiaphas they took jesus to the government house it was early in the morning 
but they did not enter the government house themselves lest they should become defiled and so be unable to eat the passover therefore pilate came outside to speak to them what charge do you bring against this man he asked if he had not been a criminal we should not have given him up to you they answered take him yourselves said pilate and try him by your own law we have no power to put any one to death the jews replied in fulfillment of what jesus had said when indicating the death he was destined to die after that pilate went into the government house again and calling jesus up asked him are you the king of the jews do you ask me that yourself replied jesus or did others say it to you about me do you take me for a jew was pilate's answer it is your own nation and the chief priests who have given you up to me what have you done my kingly power replied jesus is not due to this world if it had been so my servants would be doing their utmost to prevent my being given up to the jews but my kingly power is not from the world so you are a king after all exclaimed pilate yes it is true i am a king answered jesus i was born for this i have come into the world for this to bear testimony to the truth every one who is on the side of truth listens to my voice what is truth exclaimed pilate after saying this he went out to the jews again and said for my part i see nothing with which he can be charged it is however the custom for me to grant you the release of one man at the passover festival do you wish for the release of the king of the jews no not this man they shouted again but barabbas this barabbas was a robber chapter nineteen after that pilate had jesus scourged the soldiers made a crown with some thorns and put it on his head and threw a purple robe round him they kept coming up to him and saying long live the king of the jews and they gave him blow after blow with their hands pilate again came outside and said to the people look i am bringing him out to you so that you may know that i find nothing with which he can be charged then jesus came outside wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe and pilate said to them here is the man when the chief priests and the police officers saw him they shouted crucify him crucify him take him yourselves and crucify him said pilate for my part i find nothing with which he can be charged but we replied the jews have a law under which he deserves death for making himself out to be the son of god when pilate heard what they said he became still more alarmed and going into the government house again he said to jesus where do you come from but jesus made no reply so pilate said to him do you refuse to speak to me do you not know that i have power to release you and have power to crucify you you would have no power over me at all answered jesus if it had not been given you from above and therefore the man who betrayed me to you is guilty of the greater sin this made pilate anxious to release him but the jews shouted if you release this man you are no friend of the emperor anyone who makes himself out to be a king is setting himself against the emperor on hearing what they said pilate brought jesus out and took his seat upon the bench at a place called the stone pavement in hebrew gabbatha it was the passover preparation day and about noon then he said to the jews here is your king at that the people shouted kill him kill him crucify him what shall i crucify your king exclaimed pilate we have no king but the emperor replied the chief priests 
whereupon Pilate gave Jesus up to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out, carrying his cross himself to the place which is named from a skull, or in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him, and two others with him, one on each side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also had these words written and put up over the cross, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. These words were read by many of the Jews, because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and they were written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. The Jewish chief priest said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but write that the man said, I am King of the Jews. But Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four shares, a share for each soldier, and they took the coat also. The coat had no seam, being woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Do not let us tear it, but let us cast lots for it, to see who shall have it. This was in fulfillment of the words of Scripture. They shared my clothes among them, and over my clothing they cast lots. That was what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, near the cross of Jesus were standing his mother and his mother's sister, as well as Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, There is your son. Then he said to that disciple, There is your mother. And from that very hour the disciple took her to live in his house. Afterwards, knowing that everything was now finished, Jesus said, in fulfillment of the words of Scripture, I am thirsty. There was a bowl standing there, full of common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in the wine on the end of a hyssop stalk and held it up to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he exclaimed, All is finished. And then, bowing his head, he resigned his spirit to God. It was the preparation day and so to prevent the bodies from remaining on the crosses during the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a great day, the Jews asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies removed. Accordingly, the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man, and then those of the other who had been crucified with Jesus. But on coming to him, when they saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear, and blood and water immediately flowed from it. This is the statement of one who actually saw it, and his statement may be relied upon, and he knows that he is speaking the truth, and it is given in order that you also may be convinced. For all this took place in fulfillment of the words of Scripture, not one of its bones shall be broken. And there is another passage which says, They shall look upon him whom they pierced. After this, Joseph of Ramah, a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one owing to his fear of the Jews, begged Pilate's permission to remove the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him leave, so Joseph went and removed the body. Nicodemus, too, the man who had formerly visited Jesus by night, came with a roll of myrrh and aloes weighing nearly a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wound it in linen with the spices according to the Jewish mode of burial. At the place where Jesus had been crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a newly made tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because of its being the preparation day, and as the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Chapter 20 On the first day of the week, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Mary of Magdala went to the tomb, and saw that the stone had been removed. 
So she came running to Simon Peter, and to that other disciple who was Jesus' friend, and said to them, They have taken away the master out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Upon this Peter started off with that other disciple, and they went to the tomb. The two began running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter, and reached the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but did not go in. Presently Simon Peter came, following behind him, and went into the tomb. And he looked at the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth which had been upon Jesus' head, not lying with the wrappings, but rolled up on one side separately. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, went inside too, and he saw for himself, and was convinced. For they did not then understand the passage of Scripture which says that Jesus must rise again from the dead. The disciples then returned to their companions. Meanwhile, Mary was standing close outside the tomb, weeping. Still weeping, she leant forward into the tomb, and perceived two angels, clothed in white, sitting there, where the body of Jesus had been lying, one where the head, and the other where the feet had been. "'Why are you weeping?' asked the angels. "'They have taken my master away,' she answered, "'and I do not know where they have laid him.' After saying this, she turned round and looked at Jesus, standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. "'Why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking?' he asked. Supposing him to be the gardener, Mary answered, "'If it was you, sir, who carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away myself.' "'Mary,' said Jesus. She turned round and exclaimed in Hebrew, "'Rabboni!' or as we should say, "'Teacher.' Do not hold me, Jesus said, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to him who is my Father and their Father, my God and their God. Mary of Magdala went and told the disciples that she had seen the Master and that he had said this to her. In the evening of the same day, the first day of the week, after the doors of the room in which the disciples were had been shut for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you, after which he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Master. Again Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me as his messenger, so I am sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you remit any one's sins, they have been remitted, and if you retain them, they have been retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the rest of the disciples said to him, We have seen the Master. Unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands, he exclaimed, and put my finger into the marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later the disciples were again in the house, and Thomas with them. After the doors had been shut, Jesus came and stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Place your finger here, and look at my hands, and place your hand here, and put it into my side, and do not refuse to believe, but believe. And Thomas exclaimed, My master and my God. Is it because you have seen me that you have believed? said Jesus. Blessed are they who have not seen, and yet have believed. There were many other signs of his mission that Jesus gave in presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these have been recorded, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, 
the Son of God, and that through your belief in his name you may have life. Chapter 21 Later on, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It was in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, who was called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, Zebediah's sons, and two other disciples of Jesus were together, when Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come with you, said the others. They went out and got into the boat, but caught nothing that night. Just as day was breaking, Jesus came and stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was he. My children, he said, have you anything to eat? No, they answered. Cast your net to the right of the boat, he said, and you will find fish. So they cast the net, and now they could not haul it in on account of the quantity of fish. Upon this, the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Master. When Peter heard that it was the Master, he fastened his coat round him, for he had taken it off, and threw himself into the sea. But the rest of the disciples came in the boat, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore, dragging the net full of fish. When they had come ashore, they found a charcoal fire ready, with some fish already on it, and some bread as well. Bring some of the fish which you have just caught, said Jesus. So Simon Peter got into the boat and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And yet, although there were so many, the net had not been torn. And Jesus said to them, Come and breakfast. Not one of the disciples ventured to ask him who he was, knowing that it was the Master. Jesus went and took the bread and gave it to them, and the fish too. This was the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he had risen from the dead. When breakfast was over, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than the others? Yes, master, he answered, you know that I am your friend. Feed my lambs, said Jesus. Then a second time Jesus asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, master, he answered, you know that I am your friend. Tend my sheep, said Jesus. The third time Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, are you my friend? Peter was hurt at his third questioning being, Are you my friend? and exclaimed, Master, you know everything. You can tell that I am your friend. Feed my sheep, said Jesus. In truth I tell you, he continued, when you were young, you used to put on your own girdle and walk wherever you wished. But when you have grown old, you will have to stretch out your hands while someone else puts on your girdle and takes you where you do not wish. Jesus said this to show the death by which Peter was to honor God. And then he added, Follow me. Peter turned round and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, the one who at the supper leant back upon the master's shoulder and asked him who it was that would betray him. Seeing him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, what about this man? If it is my will that he should wait till I come, answered Jesus, what has that to do with you? Follow me yourself. So the report spread among the brethren that that disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say that he was not to die, but said, If it is my will that he should wait till I come, what has that to do with you? It is this disciple who states these things and who recorded them, and we know that his statement is true. There are many other things which Jesus did, but if every one of them were to be recorded in detail, I suppose that even the world itself would not hold the books that would be written. 
a passage about an adulteress inserted in some manuscripts from an ancient source and found either after john chapter 7 verse 53 or after luke chapter 21 verse 38 and everyone went home except jesus who went to the mount of olives but he went again into the temple courts early in the morning and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them presently however the teachers of the law and the pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placed her in the middle of the court and said to jesus teacher this woman was found in the very act of adultery now moses in the law commanded us to stone such women to death what do you say they said this to test him in order to have a charge to bring against him but jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger however as they continued asking him he raised himself and said let the man among you who has never done wrong throw the first stone at her and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground when they heard that they went out one by one beginning with the eldest and jesus was left alone with the woman in the middle of the court raising himself jesus said to her woman where are they did no one condemn you no one sir she answered neither do i condemn you said jesus go and do not sin again End of chapter 17 through 21 End of the Gospel of John